often building a great marketing team can be a real challenge for a B2B company. CEOs or founders have a lack in marketing background, so don't understand how to hire a great marketer, how to create a compensation plan, what is the role of VP of marketing, and they quite often got stuck with the question, is it better to hire a full-time marketer or it's better to hire a freelancer? In what cases is it better to outsource marketing to the agency? And uh, in what cases uh, it's better to hire and build in-house team? And what should be the good compensation plan for marketing team? So these questions uh, and lack of answers often stop a company from growth. So I decided to invite a Jorn Wenesaker, who is VP of marketing at Intuo, Belgium-based startup, to discuss the role of the VP of marketing in the organization, the marketing team creation process, and how to build a killer marketing team, how to hire the right people to your marketing team, what should be the appropriate compensation plans, and many more. Enjoy the new episode of the full final B2B marketing show. Welcome to System B2B Marketing Podcast, hosted by Andre Zinkovich. Every week with B2B marketing professionals, we dive deeply into topics ranging from creating an effective marketing strategy to lead generation methods. Our goal is to help B2B marketers and founders increase pipeline, scale revenue, and customer growth with system marketing. Learn more at getlido.com. Hello everybody, uh, welcome to the new episode of the System B2B Marketing Show and my guest is Jorn Vanizaker, VP of Marketing at Intuo. So with Jorn we'll discuss the role of the VP of Marketing in the organization, the marketing team development, how to hire the right people to your marketing team, compensation plans and many other questions uh, B2B marketers and founders are asking me in the B2B marketers and founders community so i assume it will be awesome episode whether you plan to uh, let's say scale your marketing team or hire your first marketer Jorn, thanks a lot for joining me today hey andre yeah thanks for having me how's things Besides my short introduction, you know, I always ask my guests to introduce themselves as they can do it much, much better than me. So let's start with the first question. Who you are and what you do? Hey, uh, so my name is Jorn. Uh, I'm from Belgium. I, um, I had my first company uh, rendezvous. I started it with a Greek uh, co-founder in London. We had it for three and a half years. It was in the B2C market. It was more, of le- more or less a dating app. So... Uh, we were very, how do you call it, uh, experimental in our marketing efforts, very hyper-local as well. So it was a, a only in shortage that we were doing marketing with stickers and protests. And a year and a half ago, I started as VP Marketing at Intuo, which is a B2B uh, SaaS uh, company. So basically, we're a talent enablement platform and app. And what Intuit does is that we offer an alternative uh, for the annual appraisals. Like if you work at a big company, you know, a lot of people uh, that are listening might know them and fear those conversations that they have or that they had every year with their managers on, you know, what they've done wrong and how they should proceed. And then they discuss your pay and stuff like that. So 
what we have as a process in place is, uh, you know, having monthly check-in conversations with your managers, uh, set clear objectives that are agile, that can change every quarter, and uh, request feedback to one another on the work you've done. So you get immediate feedback uh, and a constant measurement of the engagement at your company. So basically, you know, the whole process of having new performance management in companies is supported by our tool, uh, by our platform. So that's what we do. And yeah, we are a company of almost 30 people now. We are based in Belgium, but we operate in Belgium, Netherlands, and the UK. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks a lot for this great introduction. You know, often building a great marketing team can be a real challenge for a B2B company because CEO or founder has, in many cases, lack in marketing background, so don't understand how to hire a great marketer or how to create a compensation plan, what's the role of the VP of marketing, and so on. So as you are working right now as the VP of marketing at Intuo, from your point of view, what's the role of VP of marketing in the organization? What are his co-functions, for example? At, uh, in your case, what uh, are you in charge of? Um, that's a good question. I mean, that's a lot of questions, but I'll start with the first. I think... Um... The CEO or founder has a lack in marketing background. Uh, sometimes that happens, but I think it's very important that the CEO has to, you know, acknowledge uh, the investment it requires to build out a good marketing team, to build out a good brand. So it's not something that happens overnight. So as, as long as they, you know, acknowledge that, I think it would be uh, interesting to work with a, with a CEO uh, if they believe and understand the, the energy it takes. I think uh, so. What the role of a VP marketing is at a B two B any any organization for that matter is that uh, they help at least construct the strategy uh, with the CEO and the COO. You know those those two people define the direction mainly. But then you need to you need to think with them of what is possible in which countries, advise them and stuff like that. Set out the targets that you need to accomplish, and then secondly, you dive in to those targets and you define a clear marketing strategy and vision uh, on how you can accomplish those targets you have in mind. And I think doing that, you need to, you know, I said vision, I think it's very important not to have, to have a vision, not to focus on one thing alone. You need to kind of diversify your efforts so you can do content marketing, but try to do some experiments on the sides. So I think, um, you know, it's, you're always going to have, I think it's interesting to set really challenging targets and, you know, have budgets that won't really allow you to accomplish those targets. So that forces you to get creative, right? And I think um, that that is something that I think is a, what a VP marketer, marketing should be capable of. Like, you know, think outside of the box from time to time and see how you can accomplish the targets you've set out for yourself two years from now for that matter right and then uh, I think if you zoom down a bit more uh, you know you have to define how will we measure success what are reasonable targets who will be accountable for what um, and I think yeah that's that's in a nutshell uh, what you should be doing I think as a VP marketing and it's a constant challenge for myself as well right that you're working with your team and you know you're still a, a young company, so you still have to do a lot of, you know, groundwork as well. 
So it's a, it's a fine balance between working in your team or for your team, right? To, to make your team better looking forward uh, two years from now. Awesome. So let me try to nail this thing. Um, so VP of marketing should be capable of uh, defining the strategy, defining the goals, or not say the goals, but defining the way to the target that the CEO or founder set for that company. So uh, with a kind of resources like marketing budget and uh, team uh, you should uh, find the ways how you can achieve these goals and as well you should uh, also learn the history of the company see what worked for the company how it worked what was the role of previous campaigns what was the role of channels company used and uh Another thing is always to be a great manager because you'll be responsible of the team. So you yeah. have a balance between your own performance and your team's performance. Also, yeah. And on top of that as well, like you said, you're responsible for the team, but also responsible for the team that you will need in the future to create uh, you know, whatever vision you have in mind. Uh, awesome. Uh, you know, one of the most common questions I get is uh, is from companies that uh, don't have a marketing team and just plan to hire first marketer. So from your point of view, uh, who is the first person they should hire? Growth marketer, content marketer, VP of marketing who can then develop a marketing team. What are your thoughts on it? uh that's a, that's a good question i think um um like i think hiring a vp if you if you're a young company and you don't have a, a marketing team yet hiring a vp marketing is very ambitious but i think your market vp marketing will be bored quickly as well uh because i mean the challenges the, the real challenges will lie very far ahead i mean and obviously there will be challenges but a vp would easily be bored and then I think, I think you need a jack of all trades. I think you need someone that has a, like a very wide set of skills. Someone that can, you know, has, has always forced himself to learn new things, shoot some videos with his camera, edit it in, I don't know, iMovie that knows how to write a bit, that has, you know, likes to set up advertising on Facebook, on Instagram. Someone that, you know, has done it all and has a great urge to learn stuff. Uh, I don't think, you know, when you have your first marketer, it should be someone that is constantly tweaking the AdWords because that is just going to give you incremental value, right? It will give you like 0.5 or 1% increase. You need, in my, in my opinion, you need more of a growth marketeer, someone that, you know, likes restrictions, is very solution driven and can really, you know, make a difference that is not just, you know, incremental, but can be uh, very disruptive, Right, someone that tries out new stuff that no one else is is doing within your industry, uh, and tries to make a difference. And what are your recommendations for hiring a great marketer? Uh, because you know, uh, uh, like everybody will say, I am great at this stuff and at this stuff. But how you can figure out you are talking to a person with a solid and robust background? Yeah. Um, how do you know when you're talking to someone? I think, I think 
like it all depends on whether what kind of roles you're trying to fill, right? There's some roles that require like some seniority, and then you would need, you know, you would need to ask certain questions regarding regarding the role. Like for instance, a technical marketer, um, you'd like that one to ha- that role to have some experience, so you would give them certain cases and see how they would handle that, right? Um, but then again, if you're trying to look for someone that does your social media and is more of like a hustler that just does things. Like we have uh, a guy now who just left school, Emil. His skill set is quite narrow, but he's constantly challenging himself to learn more, constantly. And he has that, you know, that real go-getting mentality. And in that sense, for that role, that is exactly what we need. So again, it it, it all depends on what exactly you're trying to accomplish and. Uh, you know, if it's just one skill set that you want someone to be really good at, or you need someone that's just a hustler. Yep, also agree with you. Uh, just from my point of view, in many cases, uh, if you'll be able to find a young person who is eager to learn, who is willing to learn, who is always self-improving, who is always trying and uh, who is always trying to excel in his performance, I assume it will be a great investment to hire yeah first of all to hire this person as intern then you can suggest him a marketing role and maybe someday he'll become a head of growth and maybe vp of marketing um yes so agree the life will always show <laughs> but actually it might it might be a smart decision a smart investment and just in like in my certain years in b2b marketing it it it's always paid so uh and uh like we just uh we just tried to speak about the hiring process and from your point of mm-hmm. view should be vp of marketing involved in the hiring process so it's better to delegate it solely to hr um i yeah i i think because of vp I think we'll know best what he needs for his team and what kind of personalities he also wants in his team or what he wants that person to have as a, you know, a mindset. But I think the initial selection can be delegated to HR, for instance, and then the VP is very much involved and definitely with the interviews. Um, Let let me give you an example, right? For instance, the last uh, designer we've hired, Alan, she's she's great. And we, we wanted a designer that is, very very you know uh top of class uh so what you do then is you go to dribble and you look at local designers and you try to contact them and stuff like that and that is a process you know identifying good design that matches the brand that you have in mind is very difficult to delegate to someone of hr so automatically it's something that lands into into your lap Uh, and it's not it's not too bad because you know you need to be fully confident that that is the person you'll trust with your brand and stuff. So it all depends on the role again, but uh, it all depends on the people that sitting in front of you as well. I mean, you can't hire someone based on a you know piece of paper, right? Definitely. You know, I just uh, had an experience when I was working for corporations and uh, one of them was world known Kimberly Clark corporation. Uh, I always met such things that are, uh, HR department, they hired people who were, uh, let's say, for some reasons, then uh, they just, uh, they were involved in the whole hiring process. Mm-hmm. So the HR, uh, let's say, uh, 
she or he was uh, he uh, they had a, let's say a decision making uh, a power of decision making so they could hire, sign a contract with a new person and then introduce them, for example, to the VP of marketing or to the VP of sales. And in many cases, um, it wasn't a smart decision because uh, a VP of marketing, for some reasons, uh, like weren't, uh, let's say, weren't connected emotionally to this person yeah. or dislike dislike something in that person's performance you know sometimes people uh, simply with different characters they simply can't work together in the team and that's that's why from my point of view it is very important if you are in a c plus uh, job position you should be involved in the hiring process of your yeah. team because you always you always make a team with uh, people whom you'd like to work and who will also uh, accompany your skills so if you aren't good you know one of the let's not, the, not, the, not, not only your skills but also your culture right imagine that you're a ceo like a perfect example is the uh, showpad company now that i think they're 350 people strong Every single hire, the last conversation is still with the CEO because it's so important to them that, you know, the right people carry the right values out. And, you know, these people will be responsible for, you know, the basis of the company as it grows. Definitely, definitely. Couldn't agree more with you. And uh, from your point of view, is it better to hire a full-time marketer or freelancer? Um. Uh, I think if, if I believe that the core stuff, like the tone of voice, right? A copywriter or the brand, uh, like the designs or the automation for your marketing nurture tracks or whatever it might be. I think if you want to outsource those, you should really, really consider, you know, whether you cannot internalize someone, right? Uh, I wouldn't easily outsource it because it's so... It's so core to whatever you're doing, right? Uh, so then you need to know, think of like, all right, well, what are the budgets we have? Uh, and what's, what's the specific role that we're trying to fill? Um, because like, for instance, technical marketing, to a certain extent, you could outsource it because hiring a profile like that is super expensive, like full-time, right? If you could outsource part of it because you know, you're not so big yet that you need someone full-time, then I think it's wise to work with a freelancer. But, uh, like, yeah, I mean, when we did, when we had our startup in London, Rendezvous, we outsourced the core of our product, which was the technical side. And, uh, like, I often felt that we lost so much time and money because we didn't own, we didn't, you know, we didn't control the core of our business uh, to the full extent. So internalizing, if it's core to your business, is is key. Yep, agree with you. Um, you know, uh, there, I I want to touch one very controversial thing, uh, and it is about marketing outsourcing because you know uh, in many cases P two B founders or company CEOs they don't want to invest in their marketing team and yeah. they, they think that they should outsource marketing to an agency yeah. and uh, as well at the same time uh, let's say 
all marketing gurus, I mean, like world known as Jay Abraham and Perry Marshall, they always say that uh, there are three things that you should never outsource and among them is marketing. So in uh, from your point of view, in what cases is it better to outsource marketing to the agency? Um, I think if you if you while you were saying it, I was thinking like, if you don't have product market fit with your product, right? Like, you know, it's not there yet. I would advise never ever to outsource marketing, right? If, uh, let's say you are selling, I don't know, uh, underwear with special, you know, prints on it. And you know your exact cost, you know your exact audience, it's working. You just need to optimize, you know, the, the advertising on Instagram, let's say. You could work with a company that is specialized in, you know, uh, sales uh, on Instagram and, you know, really narrowing down the costs uh, per click and stuff like that. But if you're still figuring out, you know, how to phrase your brand or how to phrase your product and how to put it in the market and stuff, that is all very you know, sensitive information that a lot of agencies would miss and even not be able to communicate to you. So you would lose out in the long run. So the way I see, um, you know, marketing uh, consultants or whatever, you know, uh, marketing agencies work with startups is, you know, they've done it a lot of times. Let's, let's say, you know, um, HubSpot automation, right? You could, you could outsource it entirely. My, like what we've done is like we, we do HubSpot internally, but we work with a consultant that helps us learn faster, right? It helps us to uh, set up the tool in such a way that it's scalable, that in a year from now, we will not hit our heads on the table and be like, crap, why did we not do it like that, right? So I think that consultative role, consultative role is golden. Uh, and I think also where marketing agencies could play a role is, for instance, if you're rebranding, right? You're in your own bubble, you're in your own company. I think it's often very valuable to have someone else look at your brand, look at your market and see, you know, where, where are you at? Have a good analysis uh, of, you know, how you're doing things, where you're doing things. And maybe you're not seeing certain opportunities uh, somewhere. Definitely. So... It's some kind of external audit because you are, you just nailed the thing. So company can reach some kind of plateau. So your traffic uh, don't grow. Your uh, your traffic actually you do, you don't generate new traffic. You don't generate new uh, leads. You don't generate uh, new customers. And uh, in some way you don't understand what's going on. What's yeah. happening? Yeah. In their business. So it's great to hire an external, external consultant who can provide you with a good advice and help you go out from this plateau. Yeah, because they've seen it elsewhere, right? Uh, they've, they might have seen this same plateau somewhere else or have seen how companies have turned these plateaus around. Uh, and I think it can be a great inspiration, again, which can make that you know, 5 to 10% difference rather than the 1% difference. Definitely. And from your point of view, what is a good compensation plan for VP of marketing and marketer? Because it's another another big problem because, uh, you know, in some cases, uh, not say in some, in many cases, uh, B2B founders, they try 
to suggest only a fixed salary. Uh, but as as marketers, we want to see uh, how our performance uh, impacts the revenue. And in many cases, uh, maybe revenue-based compensation plan is much, much better uh, in case of motivation for VP of marketing and mm. marketer. So what are thoughts on it? How, sh- how the good compensation plan should look like? I, I like that question. Uh, personally, I'm, I'm not the biggest um, like advocate for um, variable pay, right? I think it works in sales, but I think it's very, even in sales, it's very difficult to find the perfect recipe on how to give bonuses, right? Because whatever uh, process you put in place, you're going to motivate certain behavior. And for instance, if you would, uh, you know, incentivize a marketing team based on the amount of leads or MQLs they create, right? You will create a behavior that is completely towards that direction and doesn't really have the best interest of the company in mind, let alone, you know, the quality of those leads and the future uh, revenue and stuff. So I think it's very important that a VP of sales keeps the best interest of the company in mind and uh, keeps on challenging everyone. Like he would rather have a shortage in the amount of leads that month than, you know, jeopardizing the quality of those leads. Right. Um, and I think if all those actions add up to a higher revenue or hitting a target, then yes, I believe some uh, VP marketing, if you want, you know, a variable pay system, then give him his monthly fee and then uh, maybe look at managerial bonuses on a quarterly or annual revenue targets, something like that, I think would be advisable or I would have in place uh, if I was CEO of another company. Thanks a lot for your thoughts. And let's pretend you are starting a new project from scratch and you are in the charge of marketing team development. What kind of people you would hire and in what order? Um, I think like if you're in B2B, I think there's always a lot of room for thought leadership. And I think it's the most honest way to sell something to people by actually providing them with true value. Uh, A lot of people will agree with me because it's all you see lately on LinkedIn, right? Everybody's a thought leader. Um, But I think for that reason, I would hire someone that has, you know, video, social media skills, like a true hustler. And me, I myself, I'm quite uh, creative uh, and all over the place. And like, I'm not like, I'm not hyperly focused on numbers and optimizing those numbers like right now I'm, I'm looking for someone like that someone that is a lot more analytical than me uh, you know if you look at the insights colors very blue as a character um, and he would or she would have to be a lot more analytical than I am uh, to be a bit more compatible to me uh, so that would be the first hire I, I guess uh, and then yeah like a a technical marketeer would be would be the third, I guess, and a copywriter, uh, and have you know a good growth team that is you know, content driven. 
Yep, awesome. And you know, I just want to underline one thing uh, you just uh, mentioned. So you try to hire the people who, uh, let's say, accompany your own skills. So uh, because one of the most common mistakes from from my point of view in hiring process when VP of marketing or head of growth hires a person with the same set of skills. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, he is so, or she, uh, they are so good. They are like me. So they definitely will be an awesome person. And in, yeah. let's say a few months later, you realize that that person uh, is doing exactly the same stuff that you are in charge of and you try to do. That so is that's... super true. And I, I think one of, one of the reasons that, um, you know, I figured out what I want is actually because we work in an amazing uh, management team where we are quite honest and open to each other as to what our strengths are, but also what our weaknesses are, you know, where we lack. And, you know, it, it automatically shows uh, what kind of people you should hire next. So, you know, we're five of us in the management team and these strategic, you know, sessions that we have every quarter are very helpful in, you know, putting a mirror in my face as to where I suck at and where I need to find someone to help me. But I, I, I agree that if, you know, I wouldn't have those people around me, I might make that same mistake as if you describe, as you described just now. Yes. Awesome. And actually um, such approach from my point of view helps to set up a great culture and build really awesome teams. How Amazing. do you know it's time to hire a new person? Um, I think, yeah, it, yeah, it has to do with, uh, with the vision that you have in mind, right? Uh, like if you, I don't know if, if, if your strategy as a company, again, you sell boxer shorts with funny prints on them. If your, uh, focus is to conquer Belgium alone, or you want to conquer the States as well, that will give you completely, uh, different, you know, skill set or team constellation, uh, versus another so I would make a plan and see, you know, who I will need eventually to make that plan happen and then start hiring, you know, early enough. Awesome. Or also, I mean, what I would also like advise everyone to do is, you know, go to events where you know you will find those people and start building relationships. Um, and you will never know, you know, when they might not be happy at their job and you'll be like, hey, look, why don't you work here or whatever it might be. Uh, I think relationships are a very one, like a network is very important to, to maintain as well when you're looking for new positions, definitely positions that, you know, will make a difference in your team. So you need to be able to trust those people as well. And just one, uh, you know, one question that uh, appeared in my mind after, after your thoughts, uh, let's pretend there's a situation uh, you don't have a, let's say, a current open uh, position and mm -hmm. you realize that uh, some very good marketer just left his company and is open for new opportunities. And you know that this person will be, let's say, not say, not to say game changer for your business, but he will, let's say, will be a good addition to your team. It, uh, he or she can help lots to you to, uh, and add value to your team so uh from your point of view should you 
think about how you can create additional position and hire this marketer or you you'll simply miss uh, miss this opportunity and uh, reach him out uh, whenever you'll have and you uh, and you open position for him yeah. yeah that's a very good question um i think you know you can always make a plan like we we discussed earlier but the plan will never be exactly like you've planned it right so um like people are so versatile people have different skills different mentalities you can always see them in a different role so whatever idealistic job description you might have written you will never find someone that fits it perfectly there will always be like you know uh, overlapping parts with other jobs uh, jobs that you already have or whatever so it's like you assemble a puzzle that is constantly changing as you meet new people as you meet new opportunities that could join you right so um, it it really depends. Like if you come across that person, and like it's happened now as well. Like a designer was put forward by a colleague of ours that she knows, and we weren't really looking at this moment, but we anticipate that we will need someone new very soon. And this is amazing, right? This is this happens very organic. So we haven't even written a job description yet, and we're going to make her an offer. So. Um, it, yeah, you need to embrace these moments. And if it doesn't work, like for instance, Hannah that is working with us now, I think last year, this time of the year, she reached out to me, no job opening. And uh, we had coffee. We talked about what she is looking for. Uh, and I had to disappoint her in the, in the sense that we didn't have any budget uh, or you know workloads to hire her, but that I wanted to keep in touch. I mean, you know, a couple of months later, nine months later, she started here 1st of March. Right. So this is what I'm trying to refer to in terms of maintaining those uh, relations and keeping your network, uh, you know, dynamic. Awesome. Thanks a lot. And I completely agree with your thoughts. And just a quick announcement for our listeners. So if uh, I, I will add all the links that were mentioned today during the conversation in the description of this podcast, so you'll be able to find them as well you'll be able to find uh, your own profile and reach him out at linkedin um, and as well if uh, some questions appear at uh, during listening to this episode and you want them to be discussed just drop them in the comments or feel free to reach us out and uh, we always uh, we're always open to help and uh, answer all the questions and uh, from my point of view, it was awesome episode. So we nailed all the uh, most common questions about creating marketing team, how to hire the right people, how to create a great compensation plan, uh, in what order you should hire people, when it's uh, when it's time to outsource, or when at least when you can try to outsource uh, your marketing to the agency what is better to hire full-time marketer freelancer and when it's time to hire full-time marketer as well what are the functions of vp of marketing so i assume this episode was awesome and you can just leave a review uh, what are your thoughts about this episode thanks a lot for listening all us today thanks a lot Jorm for joining me today it was really it was my pleasure. pleasure to talk with you thank you so much Andre see everybody in the next episodes 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and want to learn more about system B2B marketing, check out our free email course at getlido.com SM. You'll learn the eight reasons of ineffective B2B marketing and how to fix them, how to go from marketing chaos to the system marketing and create a steady flow of quality leads, five questions that will let you know whether you'd give your marketer a bonus or fire him, the problem of RID leads and why you are missing 97% of high-quality B2B leads, why you have to dump to acquire customers. Enroll in a free course at getlido.com SM. See you in the next episode.